All right, I invite you all to please join me in another quick prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Can't get enough prayers at church. Happy Halloween, friends. Thank you. That's a great response. As a kid, I never really liked scary things. I remember once as a child walking into the living room where my mom was watching it, and I was very traumatized, Uh, not just by clowns, by anything that was ever even a little scary. Scary movies and haunted houses, they were never my thing. Even in middle school when it was kind of the cool thing, it was not for me. Until my spouse Jake and I got married. I don't know what switched, but all of a sudden, we were watching scary movies throughout the entire year, and we began hosting annual Halloween parties. We've even created our own haunted house inside of our home many times. Now, the church has quite a history with Halloween. I remember even being in seminary in one of my preaching classes when another preacher got up and gave an entire sermon about how we shouldn't do this whole Halloween thing. My mouth was open in shock most of the message. Halloween is totally my jam, and I don't really think it clashes with our faith. But everyone has their own views and opinions on this, And that's not really what we're talking about today anyways. Instead of debating the merits of Halloween, I want us to think about something that isn't inherently related to October 31st. Fear. Fear. It's something that can sneak up on any of us at any time of the year. For some of us, fear may actually dictate how we live our day-to-day lives. For others of us, fear is something that occurs in unexpected moments and places. We each have our own relationship and understanding of fear and how it affects us. I want us all to take just a moment and think back in our heads to the last time you were afraid. It can be big or small. In that moment of fear, how did you react? Just like we asked our kids earlier. How do you react to fear? Fear is a tricky thing because we can prepare all we want and still sometimes fear can overtake us. We've spent the last four weeks here in Modern Worship in the Gospel of Mark. And unfortunately, our time with Mark has come to an end. He's my favorite gospel. We'll see you again someday, Mark. Today, we are going to flip back into the Old Testament for our scripture reading. And in Exodus and Numbers, these really, really early books of the Bible, there's a man named Joshua. He was one of the Israelites' leaders, and he is who we are going to talk about today. Joshua was known as Moses' right-hand man. It's believed that Joshua was born in Egypt when the Israelites were all still there. And then 
He left, he crossed the Red Sea with all the Israelites. Joshua was one of the many. And he has been traveling with everyone to the promised land. And as a refresher, they traveled in the wilderness for 40 years. 40 years trying to get to this destination, to this promised land that God and Moses had promised the people was theirs. There are all these other details, but they get almost to the promised land. So Moses and all the Israelites, they've got the Ten Commandments. They're almost there, and they can't go in until Moses dies. So spoiler alert, Moses dies, and we get the story of Joshua. Joshua is the man who will actually lead all of the people into the promised land. The book of Joshua begins right after Moses' death, and that's where we're going to pick up this morning. We're going to read it just in a few pieces. We're going to start with verses 1 through 4. So this is Joshua 1, 1 through 4. After Moses, the Lord's servant died, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Nun's son. He had been Moses' helper. My servant Moses is dead, God said. Now get ready to cross over the Jordan with this entire people to the land that I'm going to give the Israelites. I'm giving you every place where you set foot exactly as I promised Moses. Your territory will stretch from the desert and the Lebanon as far as the great Euphrates River, including all Hittite lands up to the Mediterranean Sea on the west. You'll notice that nothing in that passage talks about fear. But if you were the Israelites, you can feel that fear that must be mounting as we read those first few passages. For years and years, the Israelites have been wandering about. They've been following Moses and God to this promised land. The people were probably scared as they left Egypt, the only home many of them had ever known. They were most likely frightened as they camped out in the wilderness for 40 years along their journey. And now Moses, the man who's brought them this far, he's died. There has to be a lot of anxiety, a lot of nervousness, a lot of fear about what's going to happen next. Let's continue reading verses 5 through 9. This is uh, the rest of our passage. No one will be able, God is saying this to Joshua, no one will be able to stand up against you during your lifetime. I will be with you in the same way I was with Moses. God says, Joshua, I won't desert or leave you. Be brave and strong because you are the one who will help this people take possession of the land, which I pledged to give to their ancestors. Be, be very brave and strong as you carefully obey all of the instruction that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't deviate even a bit from it, either to the right or the left, then you will have success wherever you go. Never stop speaking about this instruction scroll. Recite it day and night so you can carefully obey everything written in it. Then you will accomplish your objectives and you will succeed. I've commanded you to be brave and strong. Haven't I? Don't be alarmed or terrified because the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Let the church say, thanks be to God. Three different times in that passage, God tells Joshua to be brave and strong. I've found that when I am in scripture and reading, it's important to pay attention when things are repeated. Typically, the authors are not just repeating words for fun or because they think it'll sound good. They want us to lean in, to look closely at what we're reading. God knows Joshua. God knows the Israelites. They are God's people. So when God tells them to be brave and strong, God must know the anxiousness that's on each of their hearts. Last week, we talked about that rich, young ruler in the Gospel of Mark and how Jesus saw the man and Jesus loved him. I feel those same sentiments when we read this passage. God sees the Israelites and God loves them. And God gives them words on how to continue on in the face of Moses, their leader's death. Be brave be strong. Meltdowns are a really big part of my life right now. Mostly, I mean for my son, but I will admit that Jake and I have had our own fair share of meltdowns the past few weeks. Our 16-month-old, Miles, really, really wants us to understand what he's saying but a lot of the time there's a disconnect. If we could read his mind, that would be way easier, but we can't. When we are facing Meltdown City, which is often, we try to find ways to censor him and us too. We often do this by sinking and taking deep breaths in and out. It doesn't always work. But it is something we try to do consistently so that Miles can rely on it and hopefully one day remember to take deep breaths on his own to calm down and maybe sing a song to himself if he'd like. There's something about intentional breathing that really soothes. Even as an adult, I find the practice of breath prayers invaluable because of the way they center my own heart and mind. When I am overwhelmed, the breath prayer I often go to is from a psalm. I breathe in and out, and I say, be still and know that God is God. When I face fear, in the form of stress or exhaustion, I always try to remember to breathe in and out and recite that verse. Our focus for today, those words, be strong and brave, that's one I can definitely do too as a breath prayer. Be brave, be strong. There's also this one other thing that God says will help Joshua be brave and strong. Let's reread verses seven and eight. Be very brave and strong as you carefully obey all the instruction that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Don't deviate even a bit from it, either to the right or left. Then you will have success wherever you go. 
Never stop speaking about this instruction scroll. Recite it day and night so you can carefully obey everything written in it. Then you will accomplish your objectives and you will succeed. It kind of goes hand in hand with this idea of a breath prayer. The concept that the laws of God are what will keep the Israelites going on even in the face of fear. As Christians, our version would be relying on scripture in times of fear. Often, when we are in a place of fear or we're frightened, it's hard to remember our common sense. I know in my head that there's nothing hiding out in the dark, but even as an adult, my mind is often convinced that there must be something there I can't see. I really did hear that loud noise. Or maybe it's concern about a friend driving home late at night, or a child's first day of school, or a parent's surgery. You may know all of the statistics. You may know all the likelihood that something bad is not going to happen. But we still let fear freeze us a lot of the time. When we are frightened, our fear drowns out all of the rationality we have. By holding on to something concrete, these commandments or the Bible in general, we have something we can concretely point at to remind us to be strong. And we have a certain guideline to live our lives by. In the movie Frozen 2, Anna sings this song called The Next Right Thing. Y'all, I promise that not every sermon is going to be about a Disney princess. Last week I talked about Moana. Apparently I have a problem, but it's Halloween, so let's go with the theme of dressing up and Anna. In the song, Anna is faced with the possibility of losing both her sister and her friend. For a Disney character, she's at a really, really low point in life. She is overwhelmed with fear and anxiety and depression, and she sings these words. It is all that I can to do, the next right thing. I won't look too far ahead. It's too much for me to take. But break it down to this next breath, this next step. This next choice is one that I can make. So I'll walk through this night, stumbling blindly toward the light, and do the next right thing. Even Disney characters experience fear. Throughout scripture, throughout history, people experience hard things. We are not alone with our dark thoughts. Anna copes by focusing on one little thing at a time, doing the next right thing. When we feel lost and at the end of our rope, doing the next right thing, doing what's instilled into the commandments in scripture can help anchor us. They can help us be brave and strong. After church last Sunday, 
I flew to Kansas City. Uh, Chris came a few days later, but I flew a little earlier because I was attending a young clergy event at the Church of the Resurrection. That's Adam Hamilton's church in Leewood, Kansas. It was a day and a half where me and other young clergy in the United Methodist Church, we got to dream about the future of the church. It was a beautiful experience. I don't know if all of you know this, but there's some fear and anxiety in the UMC right now. There's a lot of talk and debate about our future, but during those two days, surrounded with other young clergy, I didn't feel afraid. I felt confident that our community will keep doing the next right thing, that we will continue to stretch ourselves and dream about a brighter future. We met together and talked about scripture. We talked about how God is working through each of our own ministries. We talked about growing edges and where we could do a better job at following Jesus. We also talked a lot about what it means to not live our lives in a spirit of fear. We found that when we had scripture and the Holy Spirit guiding our conversations and our hearts, any fear of the future was soothed. I truly believe that when Joshua is told by God to be brave and strong, God is not telling Joshua to be bright and cheery and act like everything is rainbows and butterflies. Really hard things have happened to Joshua and to the people. Hard things will continue to happen to them and to us. Instead, God tells Joshua that through bravery and strength and with the guidance of the commandments, Joshua can lead the Israelites through. Bravery and strength do not negate the struggle. They're what get us through it. Often our fears, our stress, our anxiety, they are real they are valid and they have a big impact on us. And still, God is by our side, just as God was with Joshua and the Israelites. As we embark on a beautiful Halloween Sunday, may we be reminded of God's presence in each of our lives and the truth that can be found in the word of God and through the community of God's people. May we all continue doing the next right thing and approach the hard parts of life with bravery and strength. Will you pray with me? God, this morning, we lift up those hurts that are on each of our hearts. We lift up the struggles, the pain, the grief each of us may feel. We ask that you remind us that we are not alone in these moments. And on the other hand, God, we also thank you for the beautiful blessings that surround each of us. When the darkness threatens to come in, we ask that you remind us that you've already lit the way ahead 
that we are not alone, that you are by our side through it all. God, we lift up the hurts of the world. We lift up situations happening all over the globe. And we ask for your healing, for your constant reminder that we are a community, that we are all intertwined and cannot be separated, that when we act, we influence one another. God, help us not act out of fear. Help us be brave and strong and point others to you every step of the way. God, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus, here on earth. And now together we lift our voices up as we pray the prayer Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.